Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could join us today. Now, I have to admit, there's so much I just want to tell you that's been going on in the last week. Some good, some bad, some great learning experiences. And I just want to share all that uh, joy and everything with you. But I also cannot ignore the fact that I opened the meditation book today and it has kind of a little message that I think someone needs to hear. So I'm just going to start with that, guys, before I go into, go into what's uh, kind of been going on in my life and see if you can relate to any of it. Uh, Melody Beatty talks about her actually starting to write this book and I guess she went to Sedona, Arizona, uh, which is a wonderful artist town and the Red Rock Canyon and everything that are canyons that are there. It is, it is a stunning place. If you've never been down to that area, it is really just nature at its loveliest. And she talks about checking into this hotel and she's there to write this meditation book that I use so often in my podcasting. And today, for August 29th, the subject is First Heal Your Heart. And this was her her experience. She checked in and she was telling this lovely young lady behind the desk that she was there to, to write a book. And without even a hesitation, she writes, this lady says, well, maybe you'll write that, but that's really not why you're here. You're here to cleanse the past and heal your broken heart. Melody put, puts in her book that she looked at her with such surprise, but the fact was it was the truth. So today's meditation was was talking about first heal your heart. And these things are very important because even in my own life, how often do we all drag our past, our experiences, our bitterness, um, things that have happened to us around with us and they color and skew every other opportunity or experience that we were having. If you can't, if you don't spend a little time to recognize perhaps what's hurting you, what's driving you unconsciously and go back and heal some of those things. And I'm not talking about living in the past. I'm talking about really and truly discovering the reasons for things that happen and letting them go and moving forward. And her little meditation today was maybe you're where you are today for a reason other than you thought. And that sort of applies to me today. Maybe the first thing to do is cleanse the past and heal your heart. So the biggest block to service and love is a broken heart. It, it's just, it's very, very hard to get past that, to be in service to others and to look after others. And quite honestly, that's what I want to talk about today in some of my experiences in the fact that that actually drives me. And right now it's giving me a, a, just a huge amount of joy and I'll explain why. But when you've, got a, when you've got a broken heart and things that are hurting you, it is very hard to give to others, to be in service to others, and to love. Because there is just always this filter, this framework to which you're looking through the world, either physically or emotionally, that is blocked by that hurt. Alrighty? So I think someone out there needed to hear that this morning, and uh, there it is. God bless you on that one. And uh, if you need anything, please don't even hesitate to email me at info at livingwellwithshell.ca. Now, let's see if you guys can relate to some of the stuff that's been going on in my life. So those of my regular listeners might already know this. Uh, we are going through a huge renovation. We had some problems with a, a renter and had to really um, engage all my conflict resolu resolution skills because I was we were very upset with sort of what had transpired and what this person thought was going to happen at the end. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. We got through it. 
Uh, however, they left us a couple months early and our renovation has been madly on the fast track because that suite is our income earner is what you know is one of our income earners and sort of subsidizes my inability to work full-time like I used to before I contracted fibromyalgia and we need that income and uh it's like okay we can't be without it for too too long also I'm a very impatient person and when I've got something in my head I am determined and I do mean determined to make it happen and it's funny because that's sort of the comments that are going around in all my world however I am not married to someone that's like me, not even by a long shot. I am married to someone that in fact has been going through his own battles this last year or so and has been struggling and add to that that I literally just went into Shelly Mach 10 mode and by middle of last week I had overwhelmed him to the point where we just had a huge blow up fight and you know what are we even doing together you know what's our future looking like we're not on the same page all oh, those moments are always just spectacular learning experiences that's how you feel about it after the fact not when you're going through it so this is Wednesday when everything just sort of hit the fan but Thursday he came home with the goal to at least find out really what was going on some things were going back and forth with text which always gets lost in translation and uh, we had kind of a blowout fight and then, but we agreed. We love each other and our goal is to move forward. So we did a little, little makeup and then we, he offered, he offered to take me shopping for some of the things we needed in the renovation. That was amazing because I respond to those uh, types of gifts of, of his time and his input very very much especially with him going through his own stuff this last year I need a lot of downtime with my disease which is very opposite from my husband's need to be very social on top those needs have gotten a little bit too uh po polarized this last little while in the fact that he's spending a little too much time with the drinking and the socializing and we're and I'm spending a lot more time too much time alone and we're not having couple time we're not making an effort to spend time together and sometimes that's what happens you have to stop and say hey whoa look at my schedule it, it this I'm talking relationship this can happen in your business or with your children as well <clears throat> I'm a little hoarse today I apologize but you must truly consciously make choices of what you want your relationship to look like and ours was not looking unified it just it wasn't a together relationship sort of recently he and the week a couple weeks earlier before vacation we'd had a blow up because that's where I got onto my fast track and that that really just meant telling everyone what to do and giving them jobs and Keith is a guy and his ego's in play and he's also a managing type person he's he's a leader type person like he he likes to have a bit of control and he he tends to just that happens in his life and in his environment anyways you know he's the kind of guy that just tends to be team captain other people just make him the team captain so he's sort of used to driving the bus is what I'm trying to say and I have always driven the bus so <laughs> there was a little conflict I'm the one that has the vision this was my project for me he's just kind of slave labor a little bit and um and that developed some conflicts. We got through all that. We went on vacation. It was a little stressful. We talked about that. And now we're back and things are really quite good. A few more things kind of zipping out of the woodwork. There was actually a fight not on the reno, but on finances. And that that is a tough thing in relationships. It's one of the number one things that break couples up is financial incompatibility or issues or lack of communication. So as a segue, I sort of encourage you that 
if your relationship's important to you and this is something you and your partner are fighting about all the time, get some counseling. Perhaps learn to use your money, learn to communicate, learn to compromise on other people's priorities. What you think is okay to spend money on and someone else are very different. Now there's the there's the opposites of being a cheapskate and being a spendthrift. Those are, you know, those things need to be definitely need counseling in my world. But then there's the in-between tween gray area where just I find it important to spend my spending money on uh, things that keep me healthy and happy. And he spends it on cigars and, and booze and, and fishing. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So you see, there's my, I'm, I discount that. And that's not fair. That, that's his enjoyment. That's his social time. And that's his choice. I'm spending the money too. I'm just, I just, you know, you, you can't get to that little self-righteous point where you think what you're spending money on is better than what they're spending money on. Now, sometimes everyone might agree that one person's right, one person's wrong. But for the most part, usually it's just a point of view. So really kind of put that in your back pocket. So anyways, uh, he made this offer in his hurt and his exhaustion and his anger. He made this offer. Why don't I take you to the other fireplace store? We needed a new fire gas fireplace insert. And it was just lovely to have his support, to have someone else to drive, someone else to help me make the decisions and to remember things. And it was wonderful. And from there, he would pretty much at that point... He'd finished his sales calls anyways, and he was like, I will take you as well. We should drop in and see if there's any stoves on the clearance section. And I had already made an appointment actually with a girlfriend and uh, associate to to go and look at appliances, much higher end appliances, I'm not going to lie. And Keith, we had had this fight the day before on the money, on budgets and stuff, and and we had to we had to rein it back a little bit. I didn't need a five or $6,000 stove, Okay in all fairness. And the house didn't really justify it. We're, it's not like my old home that we built. This home really didn't justify that high end. We're just trying to have a nicer quality of life. And I am a cook, so I do like nice things, but they do not need to be top of the line. So we went to the appliance store and someone had literally just returned exactly what I wanted. So, you know, for $3,000, you know, thousands of dollars less. Well, how can you, you know, you just have to look at the universe and go, yep, that was meant to be. And then it's getting later in the afternoon and I had this coupon for a dinner that was actually expiring and we've been trying all summer to reach this restaurant on the phone. Their mailbox is always full. And, and or we get to the day and we're both so exhausted over something we've done in the yards or the night before with other friends that it's like, oh, let's not go for dinner tonight. Well, you know, I said, come on, it's opposite rush hour traffic. Let's go have an early dinner. So we went and had a date night. The combination of all that time together, his ability to step over the pain and offer his services to me as a wife and to say, I will help you with this. And my my ability to say, I forgive you and I'm sorry I hurt you. And it's not that bad. I didn't mean it the way I wrote it. I got to quit doing that. But the fact that we just need to be aware of where this money's going and how we're paying for the things. But let's go for dinner and have some time alone and... And, and do that. It was just fabulous. Now, in the middle of all that fighting, he had a little knee-jerk reaction where he refused to go away for the weekend on something we had already planned with friends. After everything settled down and we had reconciled and got the jobs done and had some couple time, in all fairness, the weekend was crazy and he is trying to do all this work after work. We had exterminators coming because the walls are all opened up upstairs and we had uh, the gas fitter coming and somebody else, and he really had a lot of this drywall work he needed to haul out of the house and get dumped appropriately. 
he was feeling overwhelmed and he really wanted the weekend to work. Well, as it turned out, I went away for the weekend with my girlfriends and her daughter on my own. I sold the ticket that was he wasn't using, so it wasn't out the money. And I had the best girls weekend ever and I needed it so desperately. So that was just a spectacular weekend. In fact, the girlfriend that we were going to see, she's been quite ill, had a really bad fall, broke, broke her tibia. And if this is her second fall in a year, she's a travel agent and Wine Diva Deb. If you ever want to Google her trips, Wine Diva Deb. She's a fabulous, fabulous person to go on vacation with. She really just is a true looker after her. She's got a complete gift of hospitality and service and really services her clients very well. So Wine Diva Deb has had these accidents. And so she's not on top of her game and we're all converging on her house. So as just with the girls, we were able to not stay up really late drinking like the guys tend to do. And we were able to help her around the house and help her with some of her recovery stuff. Just, just girls being girls. That's how women kind of tend to look after each other. We, we're very much... Uh, broad stroke guys remember broad stroke this is not the same for everybody everyone's individuals but I find as as a type that women we tend to be the nurturers we're the people that keep the village together and guys go hunt and kill things it's you know it's very archaic way of thinking but you watch it in life and it just tends to be the way it is again broad stroke there's always people that fall into either category so that just female bonding and healing time for everyone involved was just lovely so I celebrate that I celebrate that in my life. That's no different than when my husband goes fishing and he's burping and farting in the bush and drinking beer with his boys. That's bonding time for them. And he comes back just feeling so settled and and connected again with his friends. That That's a good thing. It's not how I bond. It doesn't have to be how I do it. It's how he does it. Okay? So that it was just a wonderful weekend. The weather cooperated. We got out in the boat in the water thanks to another friend. And it was just all great. And he in turn got his, you know, his quote unquote, what he felt were his chores done, the work that he envisioned getting finished because the next round of workmen are coming in and we needed to know that these things were, that these things were looked after. Sorry about that. The phone rings. It does happen sometimes in my studio, but the phone ringing was just another part of this podcast about how things are falling into place. And it was the electricians. And as it turns out, they can come right now. (laughs) And that really works in my timeline. Our entire renovation is being held up by electrical. Unfortunately, nothing else can move forward until someone that has an electrical background can fix a couple of things. So that's really good news. And I am a huge believer in embracing when the universe answers. Like, just a huge believer in that. Because just like it said in the in the meditation, we don't always, you know, maybe we're in the place we need to be, but we, we think we're there for a different reason. Well, the universe, lots of times, God answers our prayers. I, I, an old expression, you know, we make plans and God laughs. Well, the opposite of that is that at the same token, the universe is wanting to meet our, meet our needs. And sometimes we just need to ask. And sometimes we think we're asking for one thing. And really, the universe is like, yeah, that's not what you need. I got what you need. <laughs> I got it covered. And it's such a blessing in the end. The trick, the trick is learning to appreciate and make the change in the middle of it and not have to recover from an emotional upheaval because the universe is saying, hey, that's no, we're going to do this instead. So that is actually quite a neat little skill set to learn and a discipline that can be can be learned over time that'll make your life a whole lot easier. So the other part of Keith's weekend was we have an exchange student and that is something that we had decided to do last spring when we gave our renter our notice we didn't want to have actual renters in our home anymore we wanted to take back our whole home 
um, I want to be living upstairs and downstairs is TV rooms and extra bedrooms for these students and have people in our lives. Keith and I are quite social giving people. He, he never had a child of his own. He raised mine and I always wanted more children and we have a lot to give, uh, we feel as people. And we just thought this is, this is a really nice combination. We have our home, we have income, but we also have people that can come and enjoy our home and that we can make feel comfortable that are away from home. So we are thrilled with this and we got a, and however, then things went a little crazy with the, with the reno and my husband's like, yeah, no exchange students till the new year, blah, blah, blah. But this place that I had applied to that uh, originally had some girls for me, they got placed elsewhere and she has had a boy and he had no place to go. And so we agreed in the end, we get a, we got it, we got a, a pod and put a whole bunch of stuff in storage. So the pl- our home during this transition still flows and can you can be lived in and we accepted him and we're so glad we did his name is um his name is alec and he is from brazil and he is absolutely delightful and it is so nice having a a teenage boy in the house again i know that may i know that may seem odd i raised one and he was just a nightmare from 14 to 17 but at the same token i'm used to boys my husband is a boy and uh having having a young man around again is is quite a joy it is quite a joy to be kind of be a family sit down and eat dinner together know there's someone else that i have need to look after because i want to that's not that's not a chore for me at all someone that appreciates being looked after and mothered and he kind of is he's he's not someone that's he's been with us a couple days and he's not all getting weird about the fact that i do tend to mother uh so that is a real joy in our life right now and it was a bit unexpected because we had Keith has sort of made a decision this wasn't how our life was going to look like for the next four months. And we made the commitment. We said, yes, he arrived uh, while I was still away. So Keith was here to greet him. And he's going to become a part of our family. And we're thrilled about that. But the point here was as well, it's interesting. After the fact, I got a couple emails this morning with students that answered an ad that no one has answered for months. And I'm thinking, wow, what are the odds? I think where I'm, where the point I'm trying to make is the universe had a plan. Alec was our plan, and if we hadn't accepted him, there's a good chance I would have tried very hard. These two kids that are going to university, which is what I was looking for, very close to my home, I would have tried to fit them into this house to get the income, and that would not have been the best benefit for everyone involved. I would have been stressed because life isn't about money, and I wouldn't have felt like someone was part of my home. These I mean, who knows? It's hard to say, but they're a little bit older boys. And uh, it's hard to say. Really, it is. But the, I feel that what was meant to be has has happened. And that is a wonderful feeling. The feeling I get from that and that I hope you get in your life is a sense of peace. When you know and you feel that you're in the right place with the right people at the right time, the circumstances are conspiring to work in your favor. That is a wonderful, wonderful place to exist. And I hope for that for you in your life. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast. Leave a review on iTunes or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.